Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. Today we are going to be interviewing Frank Kaysen, the founder of Kaysen Development Group in Columbia, South Carolina. Kaysen Development Group is a commercial real estate development firm focused on projects in the Columbia, South Carolina area, as well as tenant-focused development outside of Columbia. Early local projects included key investments in Cottontown and downtown Columbia, the Warmouth Restaurant, Inda Coffee, and Circa. The company now has over 30 projects on the go. The Who's on the Move SC podcast highlighting entrepreneurs making an impact in our communities is made possible with the support of First Community Bank. For more than 25 years, First Community Bank has served customers in the Midlands, upstate, and Aiken regions of South Carolina, as well as in Augusta, Georgia. First Community Bank, member FDIC. The series is also made possible with the support of NP Strategy, a strategic communications firm comprised of former journalists, political insiders, and public relations executives. Learn more at npstrategy.com. And Nephron Pharmaceuticals, a South Carolina-based company, Nephron develops and produces safe, affordable generic inhalation solutions and suspension products. We also appreciate the support of the City of Columbia's Office of Business Opportunities, an organization that is committed to supporting initiatives that benefit small, minority, veteran, and women-owned businesses. And finally, the Riley Institute at Furman University. The Richard W. Riley Institute advances social and economic progress in South Carolina and beyond by building leadership for a diverse society. Learn more at furman.edu forward slash Riley. Frank, talk to us about your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, I don't know that I ever would have identified myself as an entrepreneur, or nor did I ever think that I would be an entrepreneur. Um, I got into real estate actually in college. My uh, background was in, in finance in college, and um, I heard about my brother renting a house. And I heard the numbers and I started running the numbers and I thought, wait, you're paying how much to somebody? Like, I want to be that, I want to be that guy. And so I majored in finance and real estate and uh, in college got a job with Colliers. It was Colliers Keenan at the time and uh, then later transitioned to just Colliers. But uh, so I came right out of college and um, started with Colliers in 2005, in January 2005. So I worked with them for a little over eight years and um, that's, I didn't know that was entrepreneurial, that was just my first job. So, uh, so that certainly is an entrepreneurial uh, background uh, and a great, great company to, to get started with and learned a ton from a lot of people over there. So. so you are working locally as a broker. When did you start thinking about getting into the development side of the business? I was probably a few years into Collier's when I realized that um, I really love brokerage and enjoyed it, but my real passion was in uh, the development side. I didn't really know what that meant because um, most people still don't understand exactly what we do, uh, but uh, I could tell that was where my passion was. I just didn't know exactly how to get into it um, and what, what that would entail. Um, and so that was step one, was recognizing that's where I wanted to go. And then uh, step two, which to your, the point of your question, uh, when did it actually click as to what I could do or what it could look like? That was 
Um, honestly, it was a good bit later. So uh, I worked for Collier's for about eight years, and then I worked with um, uh, another local company, Cypress uh, Real Estate, for uh, just under three years. And um, I, we did only development work there. So uh, that was where I really got to learn a lot more about the development business um, and uh, learn from two uh, incredibly intelligent uh, and great guys uh, there, Mark James and Tyler Baldwin. So had a great experience there and just uh, realized I wanted to, to go uh, do my own thing and try, try my own um, idea or concept on what, what it could look like. So we've really wanted to, to keep two areas uh, in focus and have for the last seven years, and that is uh, local opportunistic projects and then national retail projects. So um, wanted to be able to make an impact here in Columbia and saw a lot of opportunity and still see a lot of opportunity in Columbia. So we, we feel like we're scratching the surface here in Columbia on what um, we can do and on what can be done. So, uh, but activity breeds activity and uh, investment breeds uh, more investment. So we're excited about the opportunities that, that we have, but also for others too. So. You said that most people have a difficult time understanding what you do. So in layman's terms, what do you do? Yeah, uh, a friend of mine once said it's kind of like, we're kind of like composers more than, uh, or conductors more than we are playing any instrument. We have to know when each instrument comes in and, and do our best to bring in the right player and the right instrument at the right time. Uh, so we don't perform any work ourselves. We're, we're not a contractor, we're not an architect, we're not an engineer, but we, um, are, uh, we attempt to do the best we can to bring in the right team. Um, to execute on a project, vision, idea, concept, um, and then bring in the necessary investment to do that. So um, what that, that can mean a, m a bunch of different things. It can mean that we do that. Sometimes we do it for other companies or clients, um, for them, uh, almost like an owner's rep, but we do that uh, for them with their money, uh, and they may own it long term or the complete opposite end of that spectrum. And the majority of what we do is for our own, our own account. So uh, stuff that we're investing in ourselves. And most of what we do here in Columbia is with a long-term mentality. So we don't have any intent to sell uh, any of the projects we do uh, here in Columbia. Everything's for sale and uh, we're, not, we're not foolish about that, or we hope we're not at least, but um, that, that's the stuff we do locally. But then probably a simpler form of development is what we do outside of Columbia around the state, which is national retail. We're doing uh, a good bit of work right now with people like Starbucks and we talk to Bells and stuff. So we build freestanding single tenant uh, projects and um, people often ask what that means. But we, usually what we do is we buy a piece of property, we lease it to someone, and oftentimes we sell it uh, to an investor. So. Maybe tell us about a few of the projects that you have developed in Columbia, and also what are a few of the exciting projects that are underway? What really excites me is that our team is really interested in continuing to add value in Columbia. Um, and uh, what I'm excited about, some of the stuff we've done in the past, I'm excited about what we did in Cottontown. We don't have a lot going on in Cottontown right now, but I'm excited to see the next step. I'm hopeful that the Cadillac dealership that you mentioned uh, that's been under contract for a while. I'm hopeful that that apartment complex or project 
goes through. We're not doing that, but I'm fully supportive of what that developer uh, has planned there. So uh, certainly proud of what we've done here in Cottontown. We're excited about uh, three projects in Columbia that we've got going on under construction right now. One's on Main Street, not far from here, 1813 Main. It's uh, a partnership with Cone uh, Construction. We've got 30 apartments there, high end. Um, that's a historic renovation of uh, an old office building. Uh, Mid-century modern look, so kind of a unique project uh, and fit there. Um, and honestly, Columbia is very underserved when it comes to downtown apartment projects. Um, there's a good bit going on right now that's under construction, but we've missed probably a five-year, at least a five-year wave that many other cities have seen. So I'm, I'm excited about all the projects that are coming on board right now. We've got a project in Forest Acres, and that's a, another mixed-use project. It's um, about 15,000 square feet of commercial space, some retail, some uh, restaurant, office, and then 11 townhomes. So again, a product type and a market that's really pretty underserved in Columbia. There's not, we did our best to try to find something comparable, and we had to go to Charlotte to find something uh, multiple projects that were similar to what we wanted to bring uh, to that market. So uh, those are all for sale. So we're um, uh, looking forward to, those are under construction right now. So um, we're doing 11 of those, but there's four of them built right now. And then we've got a project on uh, Rosewood and that's a, another uh, rehab project. So it's across from the Publix. It's the old Rosewood church. And we're converting that to 52 apartments and about 9,000 square feet of retail. We've got a Starbucks uh, going, going in there and the restaurant we're working with right now um, in the, um, that's kind of the opposite side of the retail area. Um, but high-end apartments that we're really excited about what we think it can do for Rosewood, the community, which is a, an area that somebody this weekend said to me, there's no reason why Rosewood should not be um, an incredibly active and uh, vibrant uh, corridor. The, the neighborhoods on either side certainly are, Shandon and Rosewood are certainly already vibrant, but uh, we hope that this is, is a, another, um, another um, Kickstarter from them. So. What are a few of the challenges that you have faced as an entrepreneur? Uh, so there are a lot of challenges there for sure. It's also exciting. I often tell people starting a business is like having a kid. You, people can tell you until they're blue in the face how challenging it is, how difficult it is, um, and you never understand it until you start doing it. Um, and people can tell you how wonderful it is, how awesome it is, and how energizing it is, similar to kids but you can never appreciate it until you get into it and start doing it. Um, and I would say that relates to scaling as well. So you can read about it, you can ask people for advice on it, and you can have people walking alongside you uh, going through it, but it's still challenging. Uh, and every step, every step you're trying to do what you think is the best uh, move. I have been incredibly blessed with mentors, advisors, a dad, uh, brothers who um, have taught me a lot, show me a lot uh, that I've been able to uh, to lean on, on as resources. And I've been incredibly blessed in the people that the Lord has surrounded me with. My current team is just, they're beyond amazing. The things that they are doing, but also the things that I know they have capacity to do. Uh, so uh, when I started, it was 
me, just, just one person. Uh, we're up to, we got uh, seven people now, um, uh, one, one intern, but uh, so it's a big, it's a big shift in the ways in which you work, you know, year, year one, I'm working on every single thing and touching every piece of every project. Uh, and that's just different now um, with the amount of projects that we have going on. Uh, year one, we had really three projects from from start date to end of uh, first year. So uh, right now, at varying stages, we've got close to 30 projects. Um, it, just varying stages of, uh, of development. But uh, someone asked me the other day, oh, man, you got a lot going on. you got like three projects going on. And I said, well, we've got a few more than that, but that's what, you know, that's what the public sees right now. So it's exciting. Um, and uh, it really, none of it, there's no way to scale and there's no way to do this amount of projects without a team like, uh, like I've been fortunate to work around. So, What are your plans for the business over the next several years? Talk a little about your planning process. First part of your question is, do I ever think about it? I always think about it. I'm thinking about it all the time. Maybe too much, but um, uh, and I try to think five, ten years down the road. And we try to make our decisions based on a, a much longer view than what's happening right now. Right? If we had made decisions in the middle of COVID that were specific to um, the trends that we were seeing, you know, like office space is at the end of office space. For, uh, just as a specific example, then we would have sold all of our office. Uh, product and, and never built another office building. We try to make really long-term uh, decisions on that. As it relates to scaling, one of the things that I've, I feel like I've learned for our company at least is that scaling for us, it, it, it will change, the speed at which we change the scale will require a change of business model. And so balancing the change of business model with how much scale we want is uh, is something that we're constantly focused on and thinking about. So, for us, the business model, which is 100% tied to our culture, uh, because culture is the most important piece for us. And that was really a, the largest part of why I wanted to start um, Case and Development Group. Was we want to build and grow people, and that's part of our vision statement. That um, we want people who are interested in growing personally, um, professionally, and spiritually, and we want to help people grow. So um, if we change our model, it could mean that we lose some of that. And so we're um, very focused on that more so than just getting bigger. Um, you asked if we have a strategic plan. We do. We have a five-year strategic plan uh, that we put in place last year. Um, so we're, we're one year into a, a five-year strategic plan right now on pace but, uh, so uh, I, lo I love plans uh, but at the same time you've got to be able to work in and through and have some flexibility inside of those plans too. So. Frank tell us a little about you personally and maybe how you balance the rigors of running a business with some of your outside passions. Well everything uh, uh, as best I can and it fails constantly uh, for me comes from my faith in Christ and um, our culture and our values are based on that. Hear me, I fail constantly every day. You can just ask anyone on our team, um, but, uh, but that's what drives us. Um, and it's also what allows, certainly has protected me in many ways from what you said, and that is from getting too consumed with um, 
my work. I love what I do, which is great, but it can all it can be all consuming uh, all of the time. And so, uh, first, my faith has uh, has absolutely helped me with that. Mentors, advisors, people around me uh, have helped me with that as well. My wife has been incredibly impactful in that. Um, probably number one because I just love spending time with her, so that's been able to keep me from uh, getting too consumed. Um, and she helps to keep me focused on uh, the kids and on um, and on having some level of uh, appropriate balance um, for whatever word that word really means. Um, so uh, I try to be uh, balanced with with that. Um, and I love to get out and be outside and hunt and fish. And um, we try to blend that with uh, family and work as much as, as, much as possible. Um, and so try to pull some of that in when we can. And finally, in one word, what is the key to success for an entrepreneur? In one word, what is the key to success for an entrepreneur? The first word that came to my mind was values. Um, and it's not just putting values up. Um, and I'm not suggesting that uh, you need to choose the values that I have or uh, our, our values are biblically, biblically based. I'm not suggesting that. But that was the first word, at least for me, uh, that, that came to, to mind is uh, values. And sticking to them as best you can.